BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to episode five of my podcast, Hashtag No Filter. I'm very excited today for the person I'm interviewing. And I know I have said I'm very excited on each podcast that I have recorded, but this is seriously one of my very favorite people in the world, one of my very best friends. Her name is Megan Solonoff. She is the owner of Mad Meg Creative, and she is a partner in Pop-Up Shop. And aside from her work, which we will get to, and all of her accomplishments and amazing work that she has done, she has quite a story as well. So we are going to talk about her story with cancer, adoption, divorce, and also running her own business. And she has gracefully gone through all of those times in her life, which some people would be, you know, teared down from and, and very upset from and, and have a very hard time with, but she came out on the other side as a, an even better person than she already was. And she was already an incredible person. So imagine that. Anyways, with that intro, hello, Megan. Hi. I'm so happy you're here. Are you? Yes. Good. Okay. So we're going to first start, um, just a little background on Megan. Tell us your story. Where are you from? What's your deal? I'm from Wisconsin. Um, I went to a small private liberal arts school. I grew up in a family business. Um, I moved to Houston seven, eight years ago. Um, well, that's going to be my next question. <laughs> why you moved? So tell us why. So, so this will start with our first okay. part of the. Why did you move to Houston? I moved to Houston with my husband at the time. Um, he grew up in Pearland and he got promoted. And um, so we came to Houston. I was very excited um, to get out of the Midwest uh, winters. Yeah. Um, I also had just had uh, ovarian cancer and we and was treated at MD Anderson. So it felt very... Um, it gave me a lot of peace of mind that we, I mean, we moved to the medical center and we could walk there. Not that I ever would walk there, but right. I could walk but there you if, could, if you wanted to. And so that wasn't necessarily, the cancer part wasn't necessarily where I moved, but it was just, it seemed amazing. It made sense. Yeah. So, okay, let's start with um, your ovarian cancer situation. How, okay. how did it, how was it diagnosed? So What's the story? I was 28 and for a while when I peed, it hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, not every time it wasn't consistent pain, but every, you know, it was enough that I went to just a gynecologist. She didn't seem worried. Um, it just, she kind of brushed me off. I went again like six months later. It wasn't going away. Um, and um, uh, short, long story short, we, I had ovarian cancer. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and did she, did that doctor end up diagnosing you or how? Mm, so I think she obviously knew before I went in, but it, so they went, they opened me up um, and they saw the cancer and they, but they didn't necessarily have consent. So they basically just did a little bit, took a little bit, closed me back up. And then, cause they had to like brief me and get consent and things like that. Right. Okay. And th- this was in, this was in Chicago. This was in Chicago. Yeah. Okay. And then, so what were the next steps? So then, um, they gave me a really, uh, dark diagnosis. They told me I had breast cancer. They told me I had to have chemo, a hysterectomy. Um, it was not looking good. And then, um, my mom wanted to give me a second opinion. I was resistant at the time because I was uh, just so overwhelmed. Um, but my uncle lives in Boston. He got me into, I don't even remember what's it called, Mass General. Uh-huh, yep. Um, we got a second opinion there, and they gave me a much more uplifting prognosis. They said I didn't have breast cancer. They said I didn't necessarily have to do chemo based on the type of cancer I had. So then we went to MD Anderson to get a third opinion. They they uh, were on the side with Mass uh Mass General. Mm-hmm. So I ended up having surgery at MD Anderson and um, they ended up taking just one of my ovaries. Mm-hmm. Bada bing, bada boom. So at 28 years old, you're diagnosed with ovarian cancer. Mm-hmm. What what was the first thought that went through your head when that? Uh, what? Yeah, like you like came out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. And yeah. and it just were you it was I told everyone or- I told everyone at work like that I was just I think I had the surgery on Friday and I was like, Yes, yeah, see you guys Monday, a little surgery. Um my parents were out of town. Mm. Um yeah, it was it was like not surprising. what you thought would be when you say yeah. it peed a, and it hurt when you I mean, peed. It was ba- like I mean, well, whatever. But it you thought maybe 20. it was like a UTI or a yeast infection? No, when they, they when, said it was a dermoid tumor, tumor, which is just a dermoid tumor is like made up of like teeth and hair and just like random cells in your. So that's what originally. Yeah, they and, thought I had. Wow. Okay. So you then. So you're in Chicago. So at what point did you move to Houston? You so are, right, at, right after the first surgery. Right after. Okay. And and so. But not for not because of that. No. No. It's just like one of those things where uh, you know because you of, and I are just lively people. Like the flow and the universe, it just kind of worked out because of your ex husband's job. Because we were yeah because we were moving to Houston because of Danny, but it just right. so happened that's right. MD Anderson is the best hospital, cancer hospital exactly. in the world, and it's in Houston. So now you're here. You had your one surgery. Yeah. What, so the cancer so was gone, what was yeah, next? Yeah, I was in remission, uh, Danny and I moved to Houston. I um, I had been working in the staffing industry for my family. I did I took a job in staffing when I first moved here for like three weeks and quit because I was like I just yeah not your thing I can't do that no and oh so I had been blogging during my cancer diagnosis uh, I had a Caring Bridge blog and um, those are for those that don't know what Caring Bridge is it's just it's just a blog but <laughs> blogs weren't a thing back then <laughs> it's true <laughs> and it was for and people that were it's for um, people who have grave illnesses to update right. their friends and family in one fell swoop it's just a blog. But back then it seemed like yeah. a, and you an had innovative one. idea. Um, no, I didn't have one. That's what introduced me to blogging. So I was blogging throughout my cancer. Um, but you had a caring bridge blog. Yeah, so you, so you were blogging so started your family blogging. was. Because my mom was telling people and it was just like her rollout and just her whole method was very, it was, it was appalling. Um, <laughs> what, it, why? God, there was, there was crying. There was TMA about my, my 
parts. Yep. Yeah. Uh, just, just very medical, very okay. clinical. Like I like, you know, so you're like, I'm going to put a stop to this. Yeah. I'm going to write my own. And shit I started and writing just like I used to on my blog with levity mm-hmm. and, um, with profanity and I, I don't know. Um, and that was, and so then when I beat, so that's what, well, that was my introduction into blogging. Okay. Um, uh, and so when I, and I loved it. I, um, well, what I, I know, I feel like we have so much to talk about, so I hope you guys have like a cup of coffee or a glass of wine like we do. <laughs> I know, but I, I feel so like much I'm trying I wanna, to go so fast. No, I, so, okay. So one of the things I love, um, of the many things I love about Megan is one of her, because she's been on my blog before, we've done an interview there and somewhere else, she always says you, what's the quote you always say? You take your situation. Oh, you can take, uh, what is the quote I say? You can take yourself <laughs> seriously without taking your, nope. Yep, no. You can take your situation seriously without taking yourself seriously. Exactly. So, and that's like what she did throughout all of this. Like the fact that she used profanity and and you were going through a serious situation that could have been a very terrible outcome. And you just went through it with positivity and and laughter and, and that helped, I'm sure. Yeah, it wasn't a conscious decision, but that's, I think, you know, that's just who I am. I've never taken myself seriously ever. Right. Um... Because I, I do too much dumb shit to take my, like even <laughs> we'll if get I, there soon. Even if I wanted to take myself seriously, I couldn't because I'm constantly right. Just what you know. So th- okay, so how many surgeries did you end up having? So what's the status now? I had after that I had three more surgeries. It kept coming back. The kind of cancer I had um, was awesome because it didn't respond to. If chemo. cancer was awesome, right? <laughs> it didn't respond to chemo, which meant um, I didn't have to do chemo, which is huge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the problem is since I can't. Do, it doesn't. There's no way to fully eradicate it, so it kept coming back. So um, it came back. Uh, it came back. Must I don't know. I had a few times. I had four abdominal surgeries, so it must have came back twice. And then I had a, um, a lumpect or a bi- or a excisional biopsy in my boob because there was. Um, a lump there, but it ended up not being cancer, but right. because of my cancer history, we took it. So you had like three. So four th- abdominal and one. Wow. Boob surgery. One boob surgery. And that right. is the and, and now what is the status? So now I've had a hysterectomy. Right. So when Macy was like, oops, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, <laughs> Macy, well, we're getting there in two seconds. I had my last surgery. Oh, was I friends with you guys when I had my? Um, I can't, no, I know I went with you maybe uh, I can't rem- I can't remember yeah but um no so I had it I lived in Houston um it was probably like three years ago right and that was your last surgery and now you're minute. you're yeah. good and now you're... yeah I had a hysterectomy so I should it's, be good you're good to go yeah. so okay so you had a hysterectomy meaning you can't have kids right. so what from there so we started trying to adopt um right away because we knew it would take forever and um we just knew it would take forever, so we got right on it. And how did you feel about not being able to have I mean, kids? Or did, did was that something that really was hard for you, or you? No, you, I didn't. I didn't. No, it wasn't hard for me. Um, it wasn't. It's yeah, like you can't miss something. You can't. I didn't have that. Choice. Right, but so did like, you know you wanted kids? It's not that you didn't want. Yeah, kids. I think you, we both wanted kids, but adopting sounded just fine to right. me. Um, I think it wasn't something that I was upset about right um I had never like I know like girls like can't wait to be pregnant and experience that like I was glad I was fine not experiencing that right. I was relieved like <laughs> I can that, right I'm fine with that yeah um so we we had a little we had a tough time um finding an agency to work with us because we because of my cancer history mm-hmm. there's all sorts of things Danny was 
we weren't married three years. Right. Um, there seemed to be a lot of agencies that like, what was it? Oh, Danny had been divorced before he married me. So oh, that that's was a something problem. they look that was at. A problem with some agencies. Um, so hurdles. So, yeah, there was a lot of hurdles. Um, but we ended up finding a nice little hippie agency in Austin yeah. that worked with us. We got a baby, or am I supposed to say that? Yeah, you can. Yeah, go we for it. We got a baby in about eighteen months, which is about what they tell you to expect is about eighteen months, and that's exactly what it was. But was it so? Yes, and then weren't you out of town? You were like in New York, like no. the day. Well, yeah, I was. <laughs> I planned this thing called the Houston Blogger Symposium. Oh yes, did you rest in peace? You no, you invited me. That's how we met because really? Megan had emailed me inviting me to the Houston Blogger Symposium. I couldn't go. And then that's how we first met. That's how we first started. That was what, how many years ago was that? Full, how old well, is Macy? Ma- Macy's over five. So was it six years ago? It was like uh, five and a yeah, half. Yeah, like Whatever. five and a half years yes. ago. Yes. Okay. Totally. Um, know what that is. So I was like walking out the door to go. There was a kickoff party at Lingford Market. And then the conference. May that rest in peace as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so I'm like walking out the door and they call and they're like, oh, there's a birth mother that wants to talk to you. Can you talk now? I'm like, this is like, we've been waiting forever. This is like the one time. No, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm actually busy. Right. But we did talk and then um, we, yeah, we met. So that was like on a, that was on a. Friday, Thursday or Friday or something and we met then we drove to Austin a few days later to meet her and then she had me I think we met her on a Monday and she had Macy on a Thursday so you stayed in Austin those no two. we came back but we then went and to, you went right after we met her we went to Target and dropped a grand on like baby stuff <laughs> and I so this is so random you guys probably don't know this I met I was like we went to Austin right and we met with the birth mother. We felt good about it. We go to uh, we go to a because I couldn't wait. I was so excited. We go yeah. to a Target in Austin. And you know who I ran into is Indiana from um, Indiana uh, from Adored. Well, now it's uh, it's a. Uh, Indiana Adams. <laughs> oh, she's from, now um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Texas style council yes. with her. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. yes. And it was it was so random. So That's she so helped funny. me, and she was like just with, with pregnant. Oh, so she was like helping you buy yeah, your so products. She was helping me stuff because I had no idea. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, See, it's like just lively. Totally, flow. totally, Things totally, flow. totally. Um, and then. Yeah, that's what happened. So, so that ha- so even though it was eighteen months of like waiting and what, but then it was like quick. Like it was like, Super. oh, the baby's coming, and, uh-huh. and so- I love that because, like you said, like a week prior to that, I was like in New York for Fashion Week, and I just felt like I got to live my absolute like, yeah, like uh, not single. What would you call it? Not like uh, not, not parent mother, life, me, right? Right. Um, up until the. And you probably didn't have a lot of time to, like, really process right. it. Right. Like, that's kind of a right. good thing. Right. They totally. just were, like, thrown into it, and you're going to figure this out. Mm-hmm. So, Macy's born, and you take her home that... that what is, no, so you have to wait 48 hours. Um, because until, the birth mother can well, change your mind? Or? Yeah, so every state's different. And Texas is a great state to adopt because um, it has the most protective laws for the adoptive parent. So, in Texas, you have to wait 48 hours until the baby's born, until the birth mother... Um, or the birth parents can sign the papers. I see. So Macy's dad wasn't, he had already signed the papers. He wasn't there. Right. Um, so we had to wait 48 hours. Me and, ba- uh, so me, Mace, and her birth mom, we had like a 48 like hour Aaron. slumber party, um, which is great because uh, I felt like, I, who knows if I'll ever, I, I feel like that I, I got to know her yeah. and got stories and stuff that I can tell Macy about. Yep. And like, I'll always, you know. 
So it worked out. It was it worked out perfectly. Like it was uh, good... no, it was awful. It was, <laughs> I mean, it was <laughs> no. A, while you're there, was that was yeah. a good process? But not the. the it adopt- wasn't. I wouldn't say it was a good process. It was. I we got a baby off of someone else's hardship. Like right. I wanted a. We wanted a baby just because we wanted a baby. We didn't want a baby at someone else's expense. Right. And um, they tell you to prepare. Like when you go through adoption, they do. They prepare you for that, and they tell you that's how it's going to be, but you you don't know it until you live it. Like, I remember even when we got home, because my dad came, he flew into um, Austin to meet us, so my dad, Danny, and I drove home, and I remember I dropped them off, and I went to the grocery store right away to get food, and I was, like, sobbing on the way to the grocery store because I was so heartbroken for... Um, her birth mother. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. And yeah, because seeing that and, and then she, yeah, she, I'll never, the moan she left when like I was pushing Macy out and she's like, bye. Oh. Like just this moaning, this visceral, like gut moan. It'll never, it's it'll gut wrenching. Mm-hmm, it was awful. So do you, um, still have a relationship with Macy's birth mother? Um, well, right after, I mean, I think I can say her dad was in jail. I don't. We're not I wrote a book names. about this too. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I don't oh, yeah. even know. Gonna, yeah, I don't right. even know if that was in the book or not. But he was in jail. So when he got out of jail, we went and met him around Christmas time, um, and then we saw that. So it's an open relationship. How it works in adoption is they say it's just like dating. Um, plug your most your former episode. Oops. And it's like, oh, oh I think <laughs> <laughs> no, your, your last. Yes, um, yes, yes. Okay. And so it's up to the adoptive parents and the birth parents to decide what what's going to work for them. Mm-hmm. Do you want to have an open relationship? Do you want to see each other mm-hmm. every Sunday at dinner? Once a year? Do you just want to send pictures? We said we would want to see them twice a year, summertime and holidays. We did that for two years. Mm-hmm. Our last visit with them, it was a little bit off. You could tell mm-hmm. that like something wasn't right. And then we haven't seen them since we haven't I know we know because we we googled it that she was in jail um or she went back to jail um I don't know anything about her like they're on Facebook but right uh, it's, but um, they, I can tell they're not. They haven't been active right. in a few years. So who knows? Yeah. So and I mean, I, I Google her often yeah. to see if I can see maybe she's been on social, maybe she's back in jail, obituaries, yeah, or not yeah, because they're you know addicts. And, and you would and because you would want. I mean, if she was around in April, you would want Macy to to know her and be with her, or not be with her, but like. You, <laughs> Oh, that was a weird way to ask that. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, but you would want. She, you would. I would you, want to you would get want time. Yeah, yeah. I would want to um, to to know of her. Yeah, because Macy's too young now, and honestly, I don't know if it would be the best thing for Macy now, because that would be a lot to wrap her head around. Yeah. But like, given that she's an addict, and given um, her, like, she could. I mean, she could die. So I and I right. think one day Macy will. The more experience and information we can give her about her parents is the more she will be able to feel whole when she is at, when she's ready to understand what adoption means. So, and and you've already bought books for mm-hmm. her about she knows adoption. She has a tummy mommy. Like she, I mean, she doesn't get it. No, I mean, but but you're already putting that in. Like yeah, you're, you're trying books, to explain it. You know, to my her. sister has been pregnant twice now and so I feel like that's made mm-hmm. it like tangible she's really mm-hmm. in and maybe this is all kids but like she's very into like playing pregnant and having babies I don't know Macy that. is mm-hmm. oh, wow. I don't know if all girls I mean I don't have any other kids right so right maybe right all girls are into that interesting or maybe that's just a coincidence or maybe it has something to do yeah. with being adopted and knowing tell me not like who knows right so okay so Macy now is five yes five and so okay so you're you adopted Macy at what point um did you and Danny split so I think Macy Macy when I moved out Macy was still in a high chair so I think she was 
two-ish. Two-ish. Okay, so a few years ago, obviously you don't need to get deep into it, but in just in general, divorce in general mm-hmm. can't be an easy thing. What, um, can you talk about your experience with it? How, how did yeah, you handle awful. it? Yeah, it's awful. I think of all the things that, um... I've been through in terms of or just cancer and adoption it, like divorce is the worst because I feel like um, it's, it's a choice you're making like no like when you're or you have cancer everyone feels has empathy for mm-hmm. you and they are supporting you and you mm-hmm. get all this you know, this positive attention when you're divorced it's the opposite like they're blaming you right. and you know people in my family you know I stopped talking to my sister for a while, which, uh, I mean, it was just, it's just messy. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's, people are blaming you as opposed to, um, because it's a choice you made versus yeah. like you mm-hmm. were sick and then you yeah. like, got it. Yeah. And during it, how did you, how did you handle? Cause I'm sure there were moments once you were divorced, I would imagine. Cause how long were you with? Seven years. Seven years that, you know, after any breakup, you have moments of, um, like you feel good. You made the best decision. This is mm-hmm. great. But then you have really low moments mm-hmm. of just breaking down. How did you handle that? Did you have those low moments? Yeah, often? Of I mean, I still think I have low moments. I mean, like, you know, like when Macy will say, you know, this weekend she was talking about how she misses daddy or something. I mean, that's mm-hmm. never, I don't think that'll ever go away. And right. I don't think I'll ever not feel guilty about that. But I also know, I mean, I grew up with, I don't know. I grew up in a household where my parents were not in a healthy marriage. And right. It's clear. And I feel like that gave me just as many issues if, you know, that Macy will have because Danny and I were divorced. Right. So, I mean. But, but you, I feel like you also, I will say like Megan, I, I feel like I've said this to you a lot. Like if you're going to get divorced, do it Megan's way. Like she and you and Danny are still friends. Yeah. You do holidays together. Yeah. And you're very civil. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a well, nice Yeah, I would thing. even. I, I mean, I love Danny. I never... I, I, Danny is hilarious, and he he's easy. I mean, I mean, it was hard, right? I think we have a good thing going. Right. Like, I feel so lucky that um, to be parenting with him. And I always tell, like, people, too, like, who cares if you get married? Like, you can get divorced. But if you have a kid with someone... Like, you, you can get divorced. That's great. But you're still not... Except the kid. Yeah, you still have to... Like, you're not... Danny's not going anywhere. I don't want Danny to go anywhere. Like, I feel like the one... Especially not being from Houston, I feel like he's the one person in Houston where, like... I don't know. I still feel like he's family. I'm sure he yeah. wouldn't feel that way. No, but I think... Um, I mean, you don't... You, you did... Not Christmas. You've yeah, done we do. Halloween yeah, together. and I'm sure I mean, one day he'll start to date someone and... and, and you, right. Yeah, but... Um, but, but yeah, now it's, it's I a want really to hang on to that as long as yeah. as he's comfortable with it, right? You know? right. And I, I know that I know of other families that are their parents are divorced and they're still friends and um, right because it can be a messy, messy thing. Mm-hmm. It can be yours is a great yeah. like the best situation. It could be given given what it is. Yeah, right. I mean, I yeah. I mean, I'm sure, you know, I don't don't want to speak for Danny. (laughs) Hi, Danny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so now, so you got divorced three years years ago now, right? Yeah. Three years ago. Okay, and now through all this, so she's been through all these big, big life changes and and things. You started your own company, which Mm -hmm. is this thriving creative services agency in Houston. So how how did that start and um, what got you motivated and and to do that? Yeah, it started because I got divorced and I had to... um, (laughs) I was just blogging at the time and doing my books, and I was making some money, but none to support myself. So um, I got one client, one of my my college friends, 
Um, and I thought if I can get his work, like I could pay my rent with his work. And if I thought I got one more, I could like move out. And that's just all my, my goal is to like pay my rent. And right. then it just kind of snowballed from there. And it's amazing now. And you have three, two employees, two, uh, two full time. Yeah. And two interns. interns. I, so, and, but you did it because I know you've said to me, like you had to, like there was no other option. I mean, you needed right. to, it was I mean, like sink other- or swim. Right. There, I, that's how I, and that's how I think things, I mean, Conan O'Brien has said that about his show. Like I, it's not like I made that up. Like, I think that's what, like, if you have no other option, you're going to make it happen. Right. Exactly. And you did. So, okay. Now I have a question for, I want you to give one piece of advice mm-hmm. for someone going through cancer. For cancer. Um, hmm. Um, that's, I go to MD Anderson or I I don't know. That's hard because sometimes I don't like to, I feel, you know, I didn't have to do chemo. I'm alive. Like, I feel like some people have loved ones that died from cancer or something. So I don't want to. More like in terms of their attitude, like, yeah, I think think for me it was like, have fun. People, doctors take their cues from you. Like, you can Take your, I mean, the same oh, right. things we talked about. I just, I think uh, humor was the way I wanted that to. you got through yeah. it. And mm-hmm. okay, um, one piece of advice for someone going through adoption, mm. or words of it doesn't, you know, words some words of encouragement, something. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like my my I feel like I know where this is going. You're gonna ask me advice for, for each thing. section. I think it's like <laughs> listen to Jess Lively. <laughs> that's, that's no, that's your piece. Of I advice. think that Jess Lively. Uh, got me through my, uh, and it's not just just lively, but what what it just what she lively, talks about, and what it's she- uh, it's about tuning into your intuition. It's about quantum um, mechanics. Mm-hmm. It's about flow. Mm-hmm. It's about um, if you don't know who just lively is, it's an incredibly amazing popular podcast, The Lively Show. She's amazing. Anyway, that's who um, Megan is talking about. Yeah. So I think <laughs> so just, that helped you get through. Yeah, and through just lively, I um, found other. Like, you know, um, through other people, I found mm-hmm. other inspir- uh, inspiration and way- ways to live my life. Um, like Eckhart Tolle, Brene Brown, yep. like all these, they're all talking the same language. Um, Dan Harris. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, it, happiness or 10% yeah, yeah, happier. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so now I feel like I don't go to therapy. I just have all my I was podcasts. Ask you, right. Um, and like, that, including hashtag uh, no filter. Of course. <laughs> um, and, you know, Jessica's one part what part podcast Mm -hmm. um I just I feel like studying that stuff and getting into alignment alignment is such a big that's one thing I feel like it's been really effective lately Uh uh-huh um so and that, I think, yeah, it, I think that's what my advice for all these all really the areas, right. heavy things would be is to like, you know, what's the expression? If you get the inside right, the outside will fall into place. Yeah. Or yeah. Like yeah. Um, that would be my And advice. so you, and I do, you, did you ever seek therapy through this? Yeah, or I've this? been in therapy. Yeah. I was in therapy throughout the divorce, before the divorce. But really, but really like these because these podcasts and I just started um, one of Brene Brown's books and I can't remember the name it's one of her first ones about Daring shit. Greatly no before that it's I can't remember the name but um, but those books are enough sometimes you don't even need mm-hmm. therapy sometimes mm-hmm. if you're reading these books and mm-hmm. listening to these podcasts that are mm-hmm. that are so incredible but I'm all about therapy by the way if yeah. if, if we were wondering um, <laughs> anyway okay so as you can see Megan's had like quite a story in your 30s 
six. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you wanted me to tell your age. Care. So there's that. Okay, so now we're going to wrap it up because I feel like we've covered each part that of her life that's like huge parts that are amazing. And as you can see, she got through it all very gracefully and positive and that. and half or, you know, laughter and um, all of that. So I just give a little information about your mad bag and what you do. Um... So we're a creative services firm. We do PR, social media management, and web design. Um, we work, yeah. We local work. Uh, local clients only or yeah. also? No, we, we can work. I mean, it depends on what we is. Some of our biggest clients in Houston are like River Oaks District, Rice Village, mm-hmm. um, Market Street, mm-hmm. Wilson Swim School. Um, who else? We have mm-hmm. that in Austin. We have a really cool staging company. Uh-huh. Oh, um, anywhere from like small like we started out just working with creative entrepreneurs right um, and now we can work with them. and they do web design and yeah, we do, um, we do web and mm-hmm. social media and usually um, when cli- we work w- when a client comes to us we like two we work with them in two of the three buckets so whether maybe it's a they do their we do a website for them and then do a, like a three month campaign mm-hmm. on PR or right. we'll do their PR and their social. Right, right. Um, one of her, sorry to interrupt you, but one of my favorite clients of hers is Dance With Me, was Dance mm-hmm. With Me in the Woodlands. Um, that's well, they're in the gallery and not too. Oh, is that official? When is yeah. that happening? Um, stay, stay tuned to her Instagram. Well, leading me to, so what is the Mad Meg Instagram if they want to follow uh, that? Mad Meg un- underscore PR. And then you can also follow Megan at greetings from mm, TX. Oh, lies. What is the new one? Why <laughs> don't I know my name, Megan Solana. Oh, okay. Did yeah. you just change this? Well, I just, I don't even, I just changed my handle. Okay. So, Me- yeah. Megan Solana. Yeah. Um, she used to blog, but I'm not going to plug the blog because I don't think she blogs anymore. No. Don't go to the blog. <laughs> it's like. But if you, if you want to read her old posts, it's greetingsfromtexas.com. And she's an incredible writer. Very funny, witty. I write, we have um, a Mad, we, on, for Mad Meg, we have Mad Meg magazine. And I actually just did a post on it. Yeah, she and came it out of really the. it was really fun. I was like, man, I wish I had time to blog. I really I know, missed it. I know. Yeah. Well, anyway, if you do want to follow Megan or if you're in the Houston area or not, check out Mad Meg. They're an incredible company and um, Megan is super creative. She has a lot of, like, she always thinks outside the box and she's amazing as you can tell from this. So anyway, I think that's it. Thanks for, thanks for uh, hanging out. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will talk to you very soon. Bye-bye. Hey, America, Christopher Hahn here, the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right-wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country? It's ridiculous, and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts. I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, COVID continues to reshape the law. Supreme Court arguments will be held by teleconference. The justices won't even know if the lawyers are wearing pants, which is fair given the eternal mystery of what's under those black robes. Los Angeles County is springing 25% of its inmates. The sheriff suggests folks get ready for what might be a spike in crime. Check it all out on the next episode of Too Many Lawyers. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And 
producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.